Welcome to Zichu Dav Siman, I'm Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're Zechus Yuma Dav Gimel, the first parak Shiva's Yamim. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, the Gemara continues to challenge that the word Chaper refers to Yom Kippur and suggests that it could be referring to Shavuos, which is also a case of Prisha for seven days for a one-day service. Abashul answers, We derive a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Miluim. To the exclusion of Shavuos, where there are two rams, this is referring to the two rams brought with the Shdei Alechem. Now the Gemara clarifies that we can even say that we follow the opinion of Rebbe Lezeb Rebbe Shimon, who argues with Rebbe and holds that there are two rams brought on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, the two rams are of two different types, Chadul Chobos Yom, the Chadul Musafim, one coming as an obligation of the day and the other for the Musaf offering. Rashi explains that the Musaf is a supplement to the daily Tamid offering as opposed to a special carbon called for on Yom Kippur. Accordingly, we can say Yom Kippur, like the Milulim, possesses carbonus of one ram and one bull. This would exclude Shavuot, since both rams are offered as an obligation of the day. Point number two, Ravino provides a different reason with why only the Yom Kippur service can be derived from the Milulim. He said, We derive a service performed by a Kongado, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service likewise performed by a Kongado, referring to the Milulim, as opposed to all the other services mentioned which are not performed by a Kongado. Others say that Ravina said, Danin We derive a first service from a first service. The Gemara clarifies that this means, We derive a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to Yom Kippur, which is the first avoda ever to be performed in the Kosh Kadashim, from a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to the eighth day of the Milim, which is the first time the avoda was done on the Mizbeach. And point number three, Rav Shlakish challenges Rabbi Yochan's assertion that the priest of the Kongadol is derived from the Milun and says the obligation to sequester comes from Harsinai, where Moshe was sequestered before he could enter the Machinishchina to receive the Torah. The Pasik states of Yishkan Kvot Hashem al Harsinai, Vichaseu Anan Yamim, and the glory of Hashem rests on Harsinai, and the cloud covered him for six days, referring to Moshe. And he called to Moshe on the seventh day. Now, what was the purpose of stating that Moshe was covered for six days? This creates the source for the general principle that anyone who enters the Machanishchina requires separation for six days beforehand. Our mission, which requires seven days of Prisha, is going according to Rabbi Yudah ben Becerra, the Chayish Gutumas Beso, who's concerned that the Kongalo might become Tommy from his wife, who might unexpectedly become Anita. So once again, the three topics are number one. The Gemara continues to challenge that the word of Chaper refers to Yom Kippur and suggests that it could be referring to Shavuos, which is also a case of Prisha for seven days for a one-day service. Abishol answers, We derive a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Mi'uim. To the exclusion of Shavuos, where there are two rams. This is referring to the two rams brought with the Shtei Alechem. The Gemara clarifies that we can even say that we follow the opinion of Rebbe Lezabri Shimon, who argues with Rebbe, and holds there are two rams brought in Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, the two rams are of two different types, Chadul Chobos HaYom Chadul Musafim, one coming as an obligation of the day and the other for the Musaf offering. Rashi explains that the Musaf is a supplement to the daily Tamid offering, as opposed to a special carbon called for on Yom Kippur. Accordingly, we can say Yom Kippur, like the Milim, possesses carbonus of one ram and one bull. This would exclude Shavuot since both rams are offered as an obligation of the day.
Point number two, Ravina provides a different reason with why only the Yom Kippur service can be derived from the Milulim. He said, We derive a service performed by a Kohen Gadol. Referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service likewise performed by a Kohen Gadol, referring to the Milulim, as opposed to all the other services mentioned which are not performed by a Kohen Gadol. Others say the Ravina said, We derive a first service from a first service. The Gemara clarifies that this means, we derive a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to Yom Kippur, which was the first avoda ever to be performed in the Kodesh Kadashim, from a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to the eighth day of the Milulim, which is the first time the avoda was done on the Mizbeach. And point number three, Reish Lakish challenges Rabbi Yochanan's assertion that the priest of the Kohen Gadol is derived from the Milulim, and says the obligation to sequester comes from Har Sinai, where Moshe was sequestered before he could enter the Machin Shechina to receive the Torah. The Pasuk states, And the glory of Hashem rested on Harsinai, and the cloud covered him for six days, referring to Moshe. And he called to Moshe on the seventh day. Now what was the purpose of stating that Moshe was covered for six days? This creates the source for the general principle that anyone who enters the Machin requires separation for six days before him. Our mission, which requires seven days of Prisha, is going according to Rabbi Yudim and Masera, the Chayesh of Tumas Beso, who's concerned that the Kongado might become Tommy from his wife, who might unexpectedly become Anita. Alright, so now we go to our Simon Verdav Gimel, and our standard Simon is a Gamal, a camel, a camel. So here goes. The curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, watched in fascination as the Kongado performed a first time service on the Mizbeach, and then was enveloped by a cloud for six days. Once again, in slow motion. The curious camel, curious camel, that must be more than Duff, Gimel, Gamal. The curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, which reminds the more continues to challenge the word of Chapa refers to Yom Kippur and suggests that it could be referring to Shavuos, which is also a case of preaching for seven days for a one-day service. So Abishua answers, We derive a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Miluim. To the exclusion of Shavuos, where there are two rams, this is referring to the two rams brought with the Shdei Alechem. And the Gemara clarifies that we can even say that we follow the opinion of Rebbe Lezabur Shivan, who argues with Rebbe, and holds that there are two rams brought in Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, the two rams are of two different types, Chadul Chobos Ayom, but Chadul Musafim, one coming as an obligation on the day, and the other for the Musaf offering. Rush explains that the Musaf is a supplement to the daily Tamid offering, as opposed to a special carbon called for on Yom Kippur. Accordingly, we could say the Yom Kippur, like the Miluim, possesses carbonus of one ram and one bull. This would exclude Shavuot, since both rams were offered as an obligation of the day. So the curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, watched in fascination as the Kohen Gala performed a first-time service on the Mizbeach, which reminds us, Ravina provides a different reason why only the Yom Kippur service can be derived from the Milulim. He said, We derive a service performed by a Kohen Gala, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service likewise performed by a Kohen Gala, referring to the Milulim, as opposed to all other services mentioned, which are not performed by a Kohen Gala. Others say that Ravina said, We derive a first service from a first service. The Gemara clarifies that this means, we derive a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to Yom Kippur, which is the first avoda ever to be performed in the Kodesh Kodashim, from a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to the eighth day of the Miluim, which is the first time the avoda was done on the Mizbeach. So the curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, watched in fascination as a Kohen Gala performed a first-time service on the Mizbeach, and then was enveloped by a cloud. 
for six days. Which reminds us, Reish Lakish challenges Rabbi Yochanan's assertion that the Prisha of the Kongadol is derived from the Milun and says the obligation to sequester comes from Harsinai, where Moshe was sequestered before he could enter the Machin to receive the Torah. The Pasuk states, Yishkan Kvot Hashem Anan and the glory of Hashem rested on Harsinai. And the cloud covered him for six days, referring to Moshe, and he called to Moshe on the seventh day. Now, what was the purpose of saying that Moshe was covered for six days? This creates a source for the general principle that anyone who enters the Machin requires separation for six days beforehand. Our mission, which requires seven days of Prisha, is going according to Rabbi Yudim and Becerra, the Beso, who's concerned that the Kongala might become tummy from his wife, who might unexpectedly become a Nida. So once again, the curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, watched in fascination as a Kongala performed a first-time service on the Mizbeach, and then was enveloped by a cloud for six days. All right, now it's time for Four Blabach Hazara. Dav Chaf. So the similar Dav Chaf is a cafe. A cafe. So here goes. The cafe. Cafe. That must be more on Dav Chaf. The cafe came under attack from vultures scooping down and taking patrons' meat and dropping meat in its dead, which reminds the more relates when Rav went down to Bavo, Chamsum, Mekun, Vachamralan, and he saw them acting leniently, so he ruled stringently for them. And one of the incidents brought a servant who was walking in the street carrying meat when a vulture came and snatched it from him and then cast it down in another place. The person went back to that other place to retrieve his meat and wanted to take it. Rav said to him, It's forbidden for you to eat that piece. For I say that perhaps the vulture had been carrying the meat of a nevel and cast it down, and it took that piece that was yours with it. Rav's ruling is based on the prohibition of meat that was hidden from the eye on account of the concern that perhaps the meat was exchanged with a similar piece of non-kosher meat. So the cafe came under attack from vultures scooping down and taking patrons' meat and dropping meat in its stead and attracted the attention of lost male and female sheep near Yushalayim. Which reminds me, the next Mishnah states that a behemoth found between Yushalayim and Migdal Eder, which is an area near Beis Lechem, or at that distance from Yushalayim in any direction, Zacharim Olos, males are to be treated as Olos, Nekevos, Zivchei Shlamim. Females are to be treated as Shlamim offerings. Rebuda says, Harui Pesachim Pesachim Kodma Regal Shoshim Yom, that which is fit for a Pesach, is to be used for a Pesach if it's found 30 days or less before the Regal. The Karban Eid explains that if the animal was a male sheep or goat within its first year, it's assumed to have been consecrated as a Pesach since the public study of Hilkas Pesach begins 30 days before the Chag. The Tanakamo, however, holds that people are especially careful with their Pesach offerings, so there's no concern that this lost animal might be one. So the cafe came under attack from vultures scooping down and taking patrons' meat and dropping meat in its stead and attracted the attention of lost male and female sheep near Yushalayim when it made its delicious dough bread that was baked, fried, and baked again in honor of its opening day. Which reminds the Gemur discussed the Minchas Chavitin, a special Mincha that's brought by Cohen the first time he performs the Avoda and brought daily by the Kohen Gadol. The Pusik states regarding its preparation on a griddle with oil it shall be made, Scalded shall you bring it to fine baked minchas pitim takri vreich nikoach Hashem. A mincha often broken to pieces, you shall offer it as a satisfying aroma to Hashem. The Gemara brings some alchokas about when the dough is baked. The Tanakhama says, Tufine tafenana. The word Tufine means they shall be baked after they are partially cooked. The partial cooking is the frying of the dough. Rebbe says, tafenana. They shall be baked while still attractive. The Tilkin Chadid explains that it should be baked before frying, since frying blackens them and makes them less attractive. Rebbe Dosa says, tafenariba. They shall be baked a lot. The Tilkin Chadid explains that Rebbe Dosa holds the requirements of both tanaim and they are baked twice, once before frying, while the dough is still attractive, and then baked again after being fried when partially cooked. Daf Chafalv. So the symbol Daf Chafalv is a car pronounced Ka by people from Boston. So here goes. The Ka, Ka, that must be more on Daf Chafalv. 
the Ka with the announcement sign that the Rabbani instituted no more Me'ila on Paraduma ashes, which reminds the Mishnah Dav Chaf Amarav stated that the sixth of the Semtani Basin was regarding the Paraduma that there should not be Me'ila when using its ashes. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Nachman said in the Rabbi Yochanan that it would seem from the Mishnah that Midaraisa the ashes should be subject to Me'ila, but the Rabbani goes that they should not be. This contradicts a Brisa that states Midaraisa the Par itself is subject to Me'ila, but not its ashes. So Rabbi Elba answered that at first, since the ashes were not subject to Me'ila, people would debase it and put it on their wounds for medicinal purposes. The Rabbanan therefore decreed that the ashes should be subject to Me'ila the Rabbanan. Once the decree accomplished its purpose and people became restrained in using them, the Rabbanan regozer that the ashes should not be subject to Me'ila, following the Darisa Din. So the Ka, with the announcement sign that the Rabbanan instituted no more Me'ila on Paraduma ashes, and that waded through the spittle-ridden, blood-filled upper marketplace where wild donkeys were speared, which reminds us that the opening mission of the Eighth Parak states that according to Rabbi Meir, all spittle that's found in Yishalayim is presumed Tahor, except for that what's found in the upper marketplace. Now regarding the upper marketplace, Rabbi Avin said in the Rabbi Shubin Levi that there was a laundry operated by Nachim there, and since Nachim are deemed to have the tomb of Zavim, which means their spittle is Tameh, and the upper marketplace is frequent by many Nachim, any spittle found there was considered Tameh. Rabbi Hanina said they used to spear wild donkeys there. Since the butchers were Nachim, their spittle was considered Tameh. Rabbi Shubin Levi said that just as they were spearing wild donkeys to be the lines in the king's military, the Oi Ragon were passing through on their way to Yishlam, and they waded knee-deep in the blood. Their bun didn't tell them to refrain from appearing in the base of Migdash. So we see from here that Dam Nevela does not convey Tuma. The Gemara begins a lengthy discussion regarding the status of Dam Nevela. So the Ka, with the announcement sign that the Rabbanan instituted no more Me'ila on Parduma ashes, and that waded through the spittle-ridden and blood-filled upper marketplace where wild donkeys were speared, was full of horrified women on their way to embroider and design the parochas, which reminds us. The Gemara addresses the different descriptions for the handiwork of the parochas. One Pasuk states, it's my Sirokim, a work of an embroiderer. And another Pasuk states, it was my Sirokim, the work of a designer. And the difference is, is that the work of the embroiderer has only one face, whereas the work of a designer has two faces. Review and Rabbi Nechemi disagree about what this means, one face and two face. One says, my Sirokim means the fabric had a line embroidered on one side and was blank on the other. Therefore, it was only one face, whereas Maisa Choshev had a line woven on each side, and therefore it was two faces. The other one said Maisa Rokim had a line embroidered on each side. The Tinkhadin explains that one face here means the identical face. Maisa Choshev had a line embroidered on one side and an eagle woven on the other side, and that's why it was described as having two faces. Dav Chabes, so the Zimra Chabes is a cab. So here goes. The enthusiastic cab driver, cab driver, that must be more Dav Chabes. The enthusiastic cab driver who just consecrated a shekel and bikurim, which reminds the last mission of the Masech, the states that shkalim bikurim ain't no hagim el The mitzvahs of shkalim bikurim apply only when the base of mikdash exists. Of all meiser dagan, meiser behema bechoros no hagim ben mifnei abayis ben But the grain tithe, animal tithe, and bechor offerings apply when the base of mikdash exists and when it does not. The Tikkun Chadin explains that after the Churban of the base of Migdash, the land did not lose its Kedusha. Therefore, all mitzvahs that are dependent on the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, including Tumas and Maisus, remain in effect. The Rush explains that the Law of Bechor offerings continue to apply, since the Bechor is automatically sanctified from birth. The mission concludes, If one was Makdish Kalim or Bikurim, they are Kodesh. Rabbi Shimon says, Bikurim do not become Kodesh. So the enthusiastic cab driver who just consecrated a shekel and bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs, which reminds the more as which has din kadima Shabbos musaf offerings or Rosh Chodesh musaf offerings. Rabbi Yirmi said that Rosh Chodesh musaf offerings take precedence and his proof is from the lacha. 
that if the Levim have to sing both the Shir of Shabbos and the Shir of Rosh Chodesh, the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence. Rabbi Yosef refuted this proof. Rabbi Chia said, and then Rabbi Yochanan, that the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence in order to publicize and make it known that the day is Rosh Chodesh. The Tukhin Chadin brings Rabbi Yochanan's explanation from the Gemara and Sukkah that when the Shir of Rosh Chodesh is given prominence, everyone realizes that it was clear to Basin that Rosh Chodesh had been established properly, and no one will have any doubts about the matter. Rather, the Musa of Shabbos takes precedence over the Musa of Rosh Chodesh because of the rule called Tadim Chavero, Kodim Chavero, any mitzvah that is more frequent takes precedence over the other. Therefore, one shakes the Shabbos Musa of offerings and then recites the Shir of Rosh Chodesh over them. So the enthusiastic cab driver who had just consecrated a shekel and bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs didn't notice the big sign that said shekels today are not Kodesh and will be considered old. Which reminds us that after the Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Shimon holds that Shkoyim that one consecrated nowadays are not Kodesh, Rabbi Yudah and Tudari asked before Rabbi Yosef why Rabbi Shimon holds that money designated by a ger nowadays for his kinim are Kodesh, whereas monies designated for a shekel nowadays are not Kodesh. Rabbi Yosef answered that in the case of Shkoyim, one may not designate them in the first place, because it's a mitzvah to bring offerings from the new collection of Shkoyim, and this shekel will then be old. Therefore, the Rabban ruled that it does not become hectish to begin with. But in the case of money designated by Ger for his kinim, new money is not needed. And so if he designated money for his kinim, it becomes kadosh. So our standard simmer base is a house. So here goes. The Kohen who is sequestered in the stone house. Stone house? That must be more on Daf base. The Kohen who is sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, which reminds me, the opening Mishnah states that seven days before Yom Kippurim, they sequestered the Kohen Gadol from his house to the Barhedron chamber, and the Gemara brings another case in which a Kohen is sequestered, citing a Mishnah from Par that states that seven days before the burning of the Parduma, they would sequester the Kohen who was to burn the Parah in the Lishkas Besa Evan, the chamber of the stone house. It was called Lishkas Besa Evan because all the procedures of the Parah were performed with kaling made of dung, stone, or clay. Because a Tful Yom is vowed for performing the Avoda of the Parduma, they would purposely render the Kohen Tameh and immerse him in a mikvah, to negate the views of the Tzedukim who held that the Kohen had to be completely tower. The Rabban therefore instituted using killing made of dung, stone, or clay that are not makabal tumah, in order that they do not treat the paraduma lightly. So the Kohen, who was sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, with a welcome sign that read, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan says the source, that both the Kohen Gala before Yom Kippur and the Kohen performing the Avoda of the Paraduma are sequestered for seven days prior to their services, is from the Pasuk and the Parsha of the Milwim, the installation of Aaron and his sons, Kasher as he did on this day, so Hashem commanded to do, to atone for you. Lasos to do, Elamaisapara, this refers to the avoda of the para, Lachaper, Elamaisi Yom Kippurim, to atone, this refers to the avoda of Yom Kippur. For these services too, the Kongado must be sequestered. So the Kohn who was sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, with a welcome sign that read, Lachaper Lasos, was eager to get out for a one-day service, which reminds us, which reminds us, the more challenges Rabbi Yochan's interpretation that Lachapir refers to the Avoda of Yom Kippur and suggests that it could refer to the Kapara gained by other Kabbanas. After some analysis, the Gemara answers, Danim Prisha Shiva Yom Echad, Mi Prisha Shiva Yom Echad. We derive seven days of Prisha for a one-day service, referring to Yom Kippur, from a Prisha of seven days for a one-day service, referring to the eighth day of the inauguration. The Gemara brings two answers why the Pasuk is not referring to Shemini Yitzharis, 
which could also be a case of Prisha of seven days for a one-day service. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we learn that we derive the seven days of Prisha for a one-day service? Referring to Yom Kippur from the seven days of Prisha for the one-day service of the eighth day of the inauguration. That's on Duff. Bays. Good. Number two. Which something when the Rishakish says we derive the obligation to sequester from Harsinai, where Moshe was sequestered before he could enter the Machinishkina, that's on Dav? Gimel. Good. Number three. Which something when the monies found in front of the Sokhri Behemoth are presumed to be Mysoshini funds, whereas on Harabais they are presumed to be Khuan, that's on Dav? Good number four. Which something when the Ryochanan source of the preacher for Yom Kippur and for the Paraduma was from the Pasuk Lasos Lechaper, that's on Dav? Bays. Good. Number five. Which something when the Shear of Rosh Chosh comes before the Shear of Shams to give it more prominence so people know it was established properly? That's on Duff. Chav Bays. Good. Number six. Which stuff of Malchus regarding the baking process of the Minchas Chaviti? That's on Duff. Chav. Good. Number seven. Which stuff of one if one isn't sure if the meat he bought was from the kosher store or from the nine the Vela shops? The rule is Kol Kavu Kamaxal Maxadami. That's on Duff. Your test. Good number eight. Which something when the Abashola says we derive a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to Yom Kippur, from a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to Meluim, to the exclusion of Shavuos. That's on Dav. Gimel. Good number nine. Which stuff do we discuss the status of the animals found wandering between Yushalayim and Migdal Eder? That's on Dav. Chafenshkan. Good. And number ten. Which something when the Kona was to burn the Parduma was sequestered for seven days in the Lishka's Besa Evan? That's on Dav. Base. Excellent. Right. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.